the Art and Industry of Business and Living podcast, discussing conscious choices around business, money, life and living and creating a greater future for you and the planet. Hey everyone, um, welcome to, we're not sure yet, it's either going to be the Art and Industry of Business and Living or, and or Brendan Watts podcast. Uh, one choice, choice from change. One choice from change. There you go. Uh-huh. So, but we are here with Justine McKell, who is based in Chattanooga now. And uh, it's actually a real place. I never thought it was a real place, but I know two people that live there now. So yes, it's a real place. She's our PR agent, our amazing, wonderful PR agent and uh, moved from Australia to Chattanooga, right in amongst when we were having lockdown and no more flights. So can I just ask you, what was that like first off traveling with a family and you're so used to having help at home, et cetera. Uh, it's been full. Yeah, we have full time care at home, but we we left on the day that the uh, on TV there was live coverage by the prime minister saying there's going to be a travel ban in place, and both my partner and I were like, do we do it? Do we not do it? And he was like, let's just leap and let's just do it. Um, so I did. I was a little bit anxious travelling with the kids, like I especially you know to to the US um, and out of my comfort zone. But we leapt and we're here, and it's actually like it's it's actually really nice here, apart from not being able to go out and check out the city. But it's um, yeah, <laughs> you know the inside of your house really well now. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> and you know your kids, you know your kids and your husband really well now. And I know I want full time care. That's for sure. <laughs> Uh-huh. So you get really clear on what you do want and what you don't want. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Look, we're doing okay because, you know, we've always had our own businesses, so it's fine um, being with each other. But, um, yeah, it's just it's having the kids. That's that's definitely different. <laughs> yeah. And and that's not something you can just, you know, throw them in the bin. It's like, no, no you had the kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. And then a lot of people don't want to come and interview for nannies because it's, yeah, in a, such an uncertain time and all the daycares are shut. So anyway, first world problems, really. <laughs> yes. So what are we talking about today? You're going to actually, you were interviewing myself and Brendan on a yeah. few different well, It seems to be I always interview you guys about relationships. I love that topic. Um, well, we're apparently experts now. You know you that, right? We, we were quoted well, on, on Fox TV that we are experts, so... Yes. Well, yeah, I'm not, I'm not claiming I'm an export. I, I'm expert. I'm claiming that I've been there, done that. I've had some really bad relationships and then I've had some, you know, I've had, I had a great one with Brendan and it's like, mm-hmm. and there's different scenarios that have occurred, but you know what, until you, you don't know if it works for you until you taste it. Yeah. Yeah. There's a visual for you, right? Um, yeah. But I wanted to know like, how is it going for both of you? Because well, quarantine is going on and if you're in a long distance relationship, I think that's what it, we, we started chatting and it came about like I had a few questions around this. Like what do you do if you're kind of dating someone and then all of a sudden it's in limbo land or you can't see them or you can't travel to get to them? What's your guys' suggestions there? Uh, well, I'm going to say what I, what I think I've noticed with many people as well is that it's you end up really having a look at does that relationship work for you? And I mean, one of the questions that Brendan and I would ask a lot in our relationship done different classes is, you know, what have you decided you need a relationship for? Because so many people decide they need a relationship for something. And, you know, over the years, you know, if you look at the fifties, et cetera, you know, it was that the man could, you know, be the breadwinner and bring the money home and that the woman 
you know, was at home in the kitchen and looking after the kids. I mean, gosh, it, that's not actually what they all desired. It's like, that's what was projected, that that's what they need to create. And you were wrong if you didn't have a relationship. I mean, the 1950s, there was a whole lot of women out there taking Valium. They used to call it mother's little helper. Because in truth, that's not what they desired to do. And then now over the years, things change. And then I see more now. I mean, you see, you know, when I was in a relationship with Brendan, I was the one who the first um, quite a few years, I was the one who was going off to work. I was the one who was working and he was the one that was at home making fabulous meals, can I say. You know, well, I'm on my computer with a glass of wine and he's cooking and he was being very like the nester in the home, which goes against what this reality says you should be doing. So what I would like people to start looking at too is what if you didn't have a definition of what it's supposed to be because that's all just a projection from you know, family, media, etc. you know, your culture, religion, whatever that is, what if it wasn't the projection that you lived by? And what if you started to really look at what is it that I would like to choose? I mean, Brendan and I wrote this book, you know, relationship, are you sure you want one? And it's like, so what if you started looking at, is a relationship actually what I desire? And what is it that you are looking for in a relationship? Like, is it sex is it conversation is it creation is it so that you're not sitting at home watching netflix on your own it's like what is it that you actually desire in a relationship and i know i've been looking at that a lot i spoke to brendan this morning and i said without sounding dodgy i started to actually write down because i like the energy of relationship there's something about it that i like do i want to live with someone at and at this moment absolutely not i love living in my house alone and, but I did start to write down, if I was asking for someone to show up in my life, what is it that I would like that to be like? Like, what are some of the things that would be fun for me to have and with a person that could contribute to me and then I could contribute to them as well? And that's one thing I see so many people don't look at is what can you contribute to somebody else? They're always looking at, oh, this works for me. Well, does it actually work for the other person as well? You know, there's all these different questions that I think we need to start asking. I think there's an element that people are afraid to ask for what they want. Like, even if you're on a dating app, like you're too afraid, like, actually, I would like to meet someone and have children, <laughs> like, because you don't want to scare them off. Well, we've also, <laughs> well, exactly. And we've also been taught that though. It's like to ask for what you want, because see, most of us, when we look for a relationship, we go, I need the relationship I'm looking for. So if I actually ask for what I want, what if I don't get the relationship? So most of us, before we even ask, we go, okay, so what do I start asking for to make sure I get the right relationship? So we're already, that- we're already crafting our questions going, okay, so in order to get this relationship that I've decided I need, which is the perfect, good, right relationship, I need to ask the right questions. We don't actually look at, like Simone said, okay, if I was writing a list, and I highly suggest this, if you are looking for a I did feel like a 16-year-old girl, though, like going, what do I want? You know, I was like, oh, but I was like, I'm going to do this so I, I can get clear on it. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, but, but that's the thing, though, getting clear on it. Because most of us go into it and then go, oh, what, what did I get into this for? What's happening? And my other thing with the first question you asked is, because the other thing that Simone and I do is class called relationship done different. And if you're away from your partner right now, or even if you're isolated with your partner is when, okay, so what would it be like if we created this relationship to be different and what would we create it as? Because what I see, if you can create a relationship now, you're going to create a relationship that is unstoppable. And if you guys can create in times like this, then you will, 
you will outcreate yourselves into a different future. And what do you yeah. mean by that? Like you'll outcreate yourselves. Well, it's like if you if you're creating a relationship right now where you're stuck in a house together or you're apart from each other, then if you looked at it from the place of okay, well, what can we create now that we haven't even looked at before? because we were too distracted with everything that we thought we should be doing that now we don't have to do. Wow. Like I've seen a lot of people choosing relationship as a distraction rather than, okay, if this is the person you, you choose to be with, then what is that like for you? Like at the moment, if it's, if it's long distance, it's actually a lot of conversation. It's conversation. It can be creation. It could be anything. But if you've looked at a relationship as make it, you know, about sex, or about not seeing them. And it's like, then that's, that changes. That's different. And I, I actually would like to comment too about what you said, Justine, you know, with the dating apps, et cetera. And then you don't want to put down that you want to meet someone and have kids. You don't want to scare them off, but that's a judgment or, you know, like when Brendan was saying, you know, and asking the right questions it, it, to me, what I've been looking at is what if you were so honest with yourself of what you desire? So if you go on a dating app and you just want to have sex, what if there's, you know, the way, I mean, there is these little lingos that you could say, you know, casual meetup or just here for a short time or something like that. And then I've seen men on the dating. I'm on one dating app at the moment, which your sister, Brendan, put me on it. Oh, it's no. very, <laughs> I haven't actually gone out on a date with anyone. I just keep looking at it because it amuses me. But, You're just swiping right. Uh, no swipe on, it's on Bumble. Swipe left is go away. Swipe right is yes. <laughs> I've done some right swipes, but then I don't do anything because the woman actually has to make the first thing. And I'm like, eh, you know what? I don't even, I, but that's what I started looking at. What is it that I desire? But there's some men on there who are really honest and say, Hey, I don't want a one night stand. I'm actually looking for a relationship and I want to have kids one day. And I was like, wow, how refreshing. Yeah, it is refreshing. And it's like, well, and you're also going to actually create a relationship that works for you. If you if you ask for what you desire straight up front and you go, this is what I want. I want to have kids. I want to get married. I want a white picket fence. I want this. I want the whole thing. Then at least you're going to get somebody who, who knows what you want and knows if they can provide it or not to begin with. And what a lot of us do is we go, oh, let's just take it slow while I have all of these things hidden behind me which is what i really want but i won't tell you until we get into relationship and then i'll tell you so that we can create a relationship that doesn't work yeah yeah so how many lies are people creating around what they desire in relationship first off rather than actually being brutally honest with themselves and everything at that is times of godzilla and we destroy and uncreate it right wrong good and bad pot and pock all nine shorts boys and beyonds and the other thing we look for with what we're asking for is we look for the right and wrong of it. It's like when Simone and I first I knew you were gonna talk about this. <laughs> when Simone and I first started dating, it was like she we 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 joked about it because it, if she would have went, Well, okay, well I want a guy who's successful, I want a guy who's like six foot tall, full head of hair, you know, has money, has, you know, no attachments, has all this, she wouldn't have met me. So she meets a guy who's thirty years old at the time financially unstable to a degree that you can't even fathom in (laughs) debt to a degree that you can't even fathom has a child lives with his mother and has a dog doesn't have a full head of hair (laughs) but will adore the hell out of the girl and will care for her and will have her back through anything but see if she would have asked for those things 
she wouldn't have found me. And this is what a lot of us do is it's like, you've got to get to the energy of what you're asking for in your life. And if that's something like, I want somebody who's going to care for me, who's going to have my back and who's going to support everything I do and not judge me. then that's what you want to ask for, but you have to be willing for that to come in any package also. And that's not that asking for, but I, but I want someone with blonde hair and, and, you know, athletic and whatever. It's like, are they really the things you're looking for? Or is there an energy that you're seeking in your life that you haven't found yet? I love that. I so love that. Cause that's what no one's talking about. The energy of it, right? There. Yeah. yeah but- well, most people think it has to look a certain way. I mean, I was 11 years older than Brendan. Mm. I wasn't going, mm, can I find a toy boy? You know? No, 10, no, only 11 years from October to December and then 10. All right. 10 years younger than me. <laughs> And way better at math than me. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty good at math, you know. So yeah. we're talking about now, like if someone's wanting a relationship to get really clear on what they want, get the energy of what they desire, don't look for the package, but just get the energy and it can show up in a different way. Then you're yeah. Yeah. talking about questions to ask. like what? Well, ask- it's like the, the thing with getting the energy too is because most people would go straight to how do I do that? So mm. as soon as you go to how do I do that, most of us go into our heads and we go, okay, think about energy and think about how I do that. But what I would say to that is it's like if you looked at times in your life, like let's keep it on relationship, for example, where you went out with somebody, went on a date, you had sex with somebody, you knew it wasn't going to work out, but you chose it anyway. So you actually know the energy of what you're looking for already. The lie is that we don't. We already know that energy, but we choose against it constantly because of that thing that we, we talked about with the judgments we have. Well, well, they fit the perfect package. They don't match the energy. I know it's not going to work, but they fit the, fit the perfect package, and that's what I'm going for, and that's what we choose. Wow. So the, the thing that I would say to people is, okay, so look at those places in your life and go, okay, so I do know. I actually do know what works for me. I always have, always will. I just haven't acknowledged it and start acknowledging it. And the way that Simone and I talk about this with people is that place of look at those areas in your life and go, oh, I knew that. And just from that acknowledgement alone, you will start to gain access, more access to that knowing and that awareness of that energy. Yeah. I guess it's like people always say, if they end up getting divorced, did you know you really wanted to marry the person? If you get brutally honest, and most of them actually didn't want to marry that person before they walked down the aisle. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Or, uh, or, they, or they thought they could change them in the long run into their perfect package. Right. But we won't go down that path. <laughs> so what, what are, back to the, like, what are some of the questions if you want to create a relationship that works for you? Or you were saying before you get into, like, this is the time now to really get clear and and ask well i would repeat what simone said at the start it's like actually look at what do i desire in a relationship mm-hmm. and what you have know, you decided you need a relationship for like write a list go okay what have i decided i need a relationship for and you know you might go oh money um you know someone to so that i'm not lonely i mean that is one of the biggest you know fallacies in the world that you are you can be lonely and it's yeah. like you as an infinite being can't be lonely it's like so, but people will have it, choose a relationship so that they're not. You know, what have you decided you need a relationship for? Oh, so I'm not wrong because it's been such a judgeable offense to be single. I mean, yeah. and then it's sort of become trendy, sorta, 
but then people still go, oh, something must be wrong with you. And it's yeah. like, no, what if you're just choosing to be single? So what if you, what if you decided you need a relationship for? And it's like, and like Brendan, and we both said, like, what do you, des- what do you desire in a relationship? I mean, years ago when I looked at that and people used to joke to me and say, oh, if you ever get married, Simone, you're going to need a doormat. And I was like, no, not a doormat. I need someone who's in allowance of me. I need someone who's in allowance that I travel so much that I can be like, Hey honey, you know, think, you know, I'm off now, you know, which Brennan was, it's like, he was someone that, you know, I, w- I would go off on trips and, you know, got to the stage where we looked at it and we went, okay, one week away is lots of fun. Cause by the time you see each other after a week, you're like, yay, you know, two weeks was okay. It was doable. Three weeks was getting too long. So we actually sat down and looked at our schedule and said, okay, what if we never had, you know, never had longer than three weeks away from each other and preferably two weeks. So that was something that we required to create in our relationship to make it work. I wasn't going to stop traveling. I wasn't going to stop, you know, the odd sort of business that um, business hours that I did. So I require someone in a relationship that doesn't expect me to be home 24, seven, seven days a week. It's not going to work. Brendan and I would have lasted six months if we were both living in the same house, working nine to five, wouldn't have worked. I want to add two things to this. So the first thing with what Simone said at the start of adding, like having that list of what you're looking for in a relationship. So say that's kindness, somebody who doesn't judge me, somebody who has my back, um, somebody who actually is not, you know, 200 and something thousand dollars in debt. Like maybe somebody (laughs) I know was, but it's like, but then, but then once you write that list and you get everything down that you want in a relationship, look at that list and go, okay, so are there any of these that I'm not being for myself? And if they're say the kindness or the no judgment or the whatever, if there's any of those that you're not being for yourself, you are needing the relationship to fulfill those for you. This is where relationships go wrong. This is where people get into trouble because if that person doesn't fulfill the need that they're seeking in that relationship, then they will go into resistance and reaction to them they will go into fight against them they will go into judgment of themselves or the partner they'll go into all these weird places rather than at the start if you if you caught that at the start before the relationship went oh i want somebody who doesn't judge me but i judge myself and you got that awareness and you change that then you've just created a completely different relationship before you've even started it yeah wow can I add that too? Is sorry, I just want to add because that's what we do. And, um, we do. She, point, she, what, what she means by that subtext is, can I butt in on you? Yes, exactly. <laughs> but I know that Brendan I'm will let kidding. me. Yeah, I'm, an, I'm a smart man. I'm not I silly. know you are a smart man. So you've got to commit to your life because if you commit to your life, then because like as Brendan was saying, it's like if you're not committed to your life, and then someone doesn't fulfill something that you've decided they, they have to, then you've always got someone else to blame. And then that's when fights and arguments occur because you blame someone else for something not showing up rather than going, all right, how did I create this? Like Brendan and I were together for eight years. We didn't fight once, not once. We, even when we were breaking up, we decided, you know, we got a bottle of wine, went out in the veranda and we were like, okay, let's have this out. Everything that's been bugging each other or anything like that, let's talk about it. And we were willing to go to World War Three. We were willing to create World War Three, And we had possibly one of the best conversations we've ever had. 
but we were willing to go there and we never fought because we didn't blame the other person for what wasn't occurring in our life. And, you know, that could be in your, what if you decided you need a relationship for, if you're being really honest, oh, so that I can have someone else to blame. It's not going to create a great relationship. It's going to create a relationship based on this reality that is full of trauma and drama and fight and not creating something greater. And a lot of people don't want a great relationship though either. So it's like, if you don't want a great relationship, go into it however you want. It's not, it's not this way is right and the other way is wrong. It's like, but if you want something that's actually going to generate and create a different future, which is what our target really is with this, with relationship done different and relationship, are you sure you want one? Is so that people actually have that place where they can generate and create something that's far greater than they've ever been able to generate or create before. Mm. And even what you were saying about the list, I know you just glossed over it, but a lot of people and don't even write the list like, I would like this kind of energy or someone to be creative. Most people are like, I want a tall, dark, I want him to be sporty. You know, that's, that's, it's all the aesthetics. Whereas you guys just glossed over it, but that's most, if you ask someone to write a list, that's what they'd write. Like most of them, most people would, but yeah. I love that. You know, you know what I wrote first on my list was someone that can run bars and do body work. <laughs> <laughs> At the moment I was like, God, it would be really nice to, you know, be with someone who did bars and body work, which is access consciousness, bars and body work. <laughs> and it's also, it's the, such a big thing with relationship is the image of it. I mean, growing up for me, it was like every everything was about you need a relationship, you need a relationship, you need a relationship. So for me, it was, okay, so I need a relationship that's going to make me look cool. You know, so when I got my first long-term relationship was with Miss Malulabar, thinking, oh, I'll just find the prettiest girl to get in relationship with and it'll be great because then I'll look cool. Um, unfortunately, Miss Malulabar was not a very nice person. So it's like, you've really got to look from that place of, okay, do I want to look cool or do I want to, do I want to have a great life? And if I have a great life, will I actually look cool to me? And then you got me. Then I got you and you, you're just. Beyond Miss Malulaba. <laughs> you're just beyond everything because you're just crazy and I love that about you. <laughs> well, one thing you guys talk about um, that I just wanted to delve a little bit deeper into was the creationship, which I see. Like, what is it and how do you get it? choice it's like yeah. you've got to choose to create i mean one of the things that we talk about in our relationships on different classes and access consciousness is if you're going to create a relationship what if you ask for it to to contribute to you and create at least at least 20 times more together than what you would alone so yeah. and that doesn't mean like i see a lot of people going oh i'd like i want to create with my partner now brendan and i didn't do you know, we are now working on a project together and we wake up and say, who's doing what? But we were a continuous contribution to each other in whatever that was. I mean, we did major renovations on this house that I currently live in, which I'm so grateful for. I think I've thanked Brendan like four times for it since I've been in quarantine because it's so nurturing. And we, I remember people saying, oh, do you guys, someone asked me if we fought during the renovations and I was like, why would we fight? And they like choosing everything. And I was like, oh, I don't get to choose. Brendan chooses. I think I chose the carpet out of three choices and that was it. But that was fine by me. So, but that was us creating together. He is phenomenal 
at knowing what is required with how a kitchen looks, a bathroom looks, how, you know, we can extend something. Because I just go, I can't see that. I don't know what that looks like. But I'd be over here on my computer or on classes or doing stuff and creating money while he was creating how this looked. That's a contribution. We contributed more than 20 times being together to each other than what we did alone. And I want to say also, when we broke up the relationship, it's like we definitely went through different periods. Like it wasn't the easiest thing, yet we also knew that we didn't have to make it the hardest thing in the world, um, breaking up the relationship. And we went back and forth and, and still we don't have an answer and we don't have it right. Yet what we are discovering now is just because we're not in a relationship together, we still have a great relationship. We have a, a phenomenal friendship and we still have financial stuff together. So we are creating finances together now too, just because we didn't have to, you know, just because we ended the relationship didn't mean that we had to break up our capacities to create together in other ways, mm. which I know is really different. And that's why the classes are called relationship done different. <laughs> and, and the other part with the creation ship is it's like, like Simone talked about with the me doing stuff at home and her making money is it's like, it's, it's about seeing your strengths, seeing the strengths in each other too, and then contributing energy to that and not expecting that they should be doing what you're doing or you should be doing what they're doing based on the stereotypes of relationship. And this is what a lot of us go into. We go into the expectations based on stereotype is the man should make more money and the woman should cook or whatever it is. But we go, okay, that's the expectation of what the relationship should be. Yeah, but that's not looking at, okay, what are you actually good at? Yeah. Well, my partner now even says, don't come into the kitchen, please don't ever come into the yep. kitchen. Yeah, that's what I used that's to say. Brendan, that's when I started laughing. Brendan used to he say that to me. Was in the kitchen. kitchen. He would go, he'd stand there and he'd go, what are you doing that? Have you stirred that? Are you doing this? And I'd like, be like, Brendan, he'd be like, I'm just going to walk away. I'm going to walk away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. James says to me, you can run the world, but like just not the kitchen. <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> I didn't even know how to turn on the stove here the other day. I was so stuck. <laughs> so. Well, I actually have been um, teaching myself how to cook. And it's funny, since being in quarantine, uh, because when we broke the relationship up too, we split up a whole bunch of things. And we were like, Brennan, you take the cooking stuff because I don't cook. I make salads. I can do steak and salad. Great. You know, maybe a soup. And uh, so he took all that. And I was bringing him saying, hey, where's your mortar and pestle? Hey, where's this? Where's this? And he's like, I've got all these boxes in storage. Why don't you just go get whatever the hell you want? And then, you know, and then start cooking. So I've been ringing him saying, how do you, this is serious. Okay. My first roast chicken ever. How do you do the roast chicken? So he's like, walk me through it. Or how do you cook your ragu? Or, and then so pinging him and then sending him videos like of what I've cooked, but I'm actually having a really nice time cooking. I never have enjoyed cooking. But I'm still ringing him going, hey, can you help me with this? <laughs> That's so funny. That's so not this reality. And you guys have been broken up for over a year and you're still calling each other. Like, it's, it's so cool. Um, and then just quickly, two tips. If someone's stuck in quarantine with someone and they're getting on each other's nerves, if you're in a relationship, what, would you, what advice have you got there? Okay, so one thing I would say, and people are probably going to hate this, but... If you do it, practice it for 24 hours, even do it for 48 hours and see if you hate this tool, do it for 48 hours and see if something starts to change is make everything about the other person. 
Don't expect it to be about you. So I'm talking, you wake up, you know, make that demand tomorrow morning, you wake up and be like, you know, hey, can I get you a coffee? Can I get you tea? Can I make you breakfast? Like make it about them or even, you know, the TV's on, Netflix is on. Hey, what would you like to watch? And see if something changes. I did not like this tool at all. And I'll give you a little brief story. Um, And it's in our book, Relationship. Are you sure you want one? I was cranky at Brandon for something. Can't even remember what it was. Something probably so stupid. And I went across the road to the beach because I knew I needed to give myself some space. And that's the other thing that goes with that is giving yourself space. And I spoke to Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness. And he said to me, you need to go home and make it all about Brandon. And I was like, what? That's the last thing I wanted to do. I want him to make it all about me, which is so often the things that I see occur in relationship. So I went, okay, I'm going to go home and use this tool. So I went home, walked in the house, and I just started making everything about him, like talking about him. It's like asking him questions. And I'm not kidding you. It wasn't even 10 minutes. And he was like, honey, can I make you a drink? What would you like me to make you for dinner tonight? And I was like, oh, my God. I remember sitting on the couch thinking, this shit works. Like this tool works. He ended up making it about me. So is it a manipulation? Absolutely. But I'm sorry, your relationship is not about, you know, all truths. You guys function different. So you got to get that. So practice at least 48 hours, make everything about the other person and see if the energy starts to change. And, and what if you're learning? Because I know I've got a single friend that's really feeling it at the moment. Like she's taking online salsa dancing and everything, but she, it actually, like she's feeling very, very single at the moment and she's been trying to find a relationship for ages but if you are in that position what what would you say okay i would say first of all ask the question who does it belong to is it yours because that is the big thing out there at the moment is you know oh my god i'm single and i'm in isolation there's a friend of mine uh who i just cracked me up the other day she is you know spending more time on her dating apps but she goes oh i'm working this out she goes I know who, you know, who can actually engage in a conversation, who can't. So she said, by the time I get out of quarantine, the cream's going to rise to the top and I know exactly who I want to go on a date with. And I was like, perfect. So my, my suggestion is change your point of view because if you have the point of view that you're quote unquote feeling it with being single, then you're going to create that that's bad, wrong, terrible, awful and have a judgment about it. What else would you like to choose? Like someone I spoke to the other day said they're also quote unquote looking for a relationship And they said, you know what, I'm just going to give myself six months off of not even asking for a relationship to show up and then, you know, work on things that I want to work on. I mean, I'm spring cleaning the house. Is that really bad that I'm enjoying it? (laughs) No, I think it's funny. (laughs) Oh, wow. It's so so cool. I mean, the stuff you talk about is so different from everything else out there. And I know you've got an online class coming up very soon at the end of the month as well, which I can't wait for. Um, oh yeah, that's going to be a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely going to be a relationship done different. That one, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, but yes, thank you guys. Like I could chat about relationships all night, <laughs> but um, yeah, I love Brandon, it. Did you have anything to add to that though, too? Well, one of the things I was going to say was um, give it some space. Yeah. Like yeah. give it. Say like if you're if you're on each other's nerves, go all right. Look. How about we take an hour, do something for ourselves, and then let's come back to this and have a look at it. And for most of us, when we get in these confrontations in relationship, we put our walls up, which means we ain't letting anything in. We ain't letting anything out. We go, this is it. I'm building my walls around me. And when two people do that, 
you bang, you bang against each other and nothing changes. It only keeps intensifying and intensifying and intensifying because you make your walls taller and taller and taller. So let's go, okay, let's take an hour, take some space, bring all your walls down and be with you mm-hmm. and then go back to it and go, okay, so how can we do this different? Okay. When Brendan and I lived together, there was a place on our veranda that he would go and sit when he wanted time on his own. And we never actually spoke about it, but I knew when he sat there, he wanted time on his own. So it wasn't like he wasn't going, hey, come sit with me. It was like, no, he required space. Mm. Um, When you're in a bathroom and you shut the door, to me, that's like, hey, don't come in here right now. Like, so go have a bath, you know, if you can, and shut the door and and talk to each other. If the other person isn't getting it, just say, hey, when I'm in the office, I just really need some space on my own. It's nothing against you. It's like, but I require space. So yeah. we were very good at myself, Brendan, and also, you know, Nash, um, Brendan's son, my stepson, of giving each other space like that. We'd go like a whole day and not talk to each other, but we would be in the same house and in just different rooms. But we were very acknowledging that, okay, there's some space required, so let's give it. So, And if you are, your partner is not getting it, then as Brendan said, it's like lower your walls and your barriers and say, hey, you know what, can we chat about something? Because I really require some space and it's nothing against you. It's like, you know, maybe when I'm in the office or I'm in this room or I'm doing this, I just require some time for me. Then I know, and this is a manipulation, then I know I can contribute way more to us, you know, as a partnership and in relationship. Mm. And and I just want to add one other thing to that because we could, Simone and I will bounce off each other and go on to this for hours. I love it. But it's like, but when confrontation comes up like that, also 99.9% of the time, it's because either one of you or both of you have an expectation in mind or a result in mind. You go, well, I want this person to change this. They're not changing it. Therefore, confrontation begins. So when you get the space, take the space first and then go, okay, so I'm going to destroy and uncreate all the projections expectations, separations, judgments, and rejections I have of me and I have of this relationship Mm. and right and wrong, good and bad, pod and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Most of us do it. It's like, I even know when I do it still and I go, Oh, expectation. Okay. That's not going to work because I know what it does. Great separation. Okay. Good. Stop it. it. Well, don't stop it. Enjoy it, but know you're doing it. I love the giving the space thing. I remember um, we did an article, uh, Dane wrote an article, Dr. Dane here for one of the women's websites and the title was why giving a man space is a great thing. And apparently Mm. I spoke to the editor and she said it was one of the most clicked articles by the women of all time. (laughs) So yeah, yeah, it's um, because you think the space is there withdrawing, but you're just saying like, hey, just chill out, like let it breathe. Man cave is a real thing. Women and need also, to allow men to have a man cave. <laughs> it, it also, the way I see the world right now is it's like, so the world's changing. The earth is changing. Everything around us is changing. You have to be willing to change with it. And relationships are going to do the same thing. So if you've yeah. gone, if you've started a relationship, let's say 10 years ago, and you're doing exactly the same things, wondering why it's not working, because things need to change in order to grow. If they don't change, they cannot expand and they cannot grow. And this is why most relationships, when they go beyond that five-year mark, don't work. Because people go out of the place of creating it 
and into the place of maintaining it, thinking if they can maintain it, then they can keep it. Mm. Oh my goodness. So you don't want to go into that. You want to go, okay, so what can we change right now to create something greater? What can we choose right now to create something greater? Yeah. That's brilliant, Brendan. Yeah. Brilliant, Brendan. Sometimes I come up with good shit, you know. I know. I'm like moments. soundbite city for the class. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool. So thank you so much, everyone, for joining us today. Is there anything else that we want to ask or add here? Yeah, no. go, go us. Go relationship. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's so funny when you put your arm up and I keep seeing your tat. I always loved your tat. You look very sexy with it, Brendan. Oh, yeah. thanks. Yeah. Thank you. uh, you know, that... you, you're getting, you, you're getting all my, you, you're making my stalker pack grow wild, you know? Oh, well, I'm sorry. You're, you're strong. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> it's awesome. I adore you and I adore you too, Juicy. Thank I you so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys. Bye.